The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you, and I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, April 6, 2019. Are you sure you want to be a cigar rep? Today we talk with a cigar rep who tells us what he really thinks. His name, location, and company he or she works for will remain anonymous, and you'll see why in just a few minutes. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Do you have to ring the bell in my ear? Yes. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, now in its 10th year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest, The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. Catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. You're making fun of all our desk, all, all about all our deaf old guys that are here. So I figure, let me get you into the club as soon as possible. <laughs> and then you'll lay off that because it's going to happen to you, you know. That's what you say. Yeah, you were a DJ for years. You're blowing loud music into your eardrums. I was big on the earplugs. Yeah, from the go? From the go. I wish I did myself, but absolutely going deaf. But um, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You could get a hearing aid. Just throwing that out there. Nah. Because you made us for two years straight hunt down problems with your headset, and it turns out you just deaf in one ear. And it was always this ear, right? There's yes. a problem with my right headset. When I made you and switch, you switch it around, them, yeah, yeah. When I made you turn it around and put the mic on the other side, and you still had an issue with the same side, I'm like, okay, he's just going deaf. On one ear. So isn't that funny how, remember all that time of. And since it's been two years, you've been complaining about we it. We got new wires with, oh, with yeah. the connections. You have on. a whole new headset. Uh, yeah, yeah, for I no reason. I just, headsets. I mean, we you could have taken everything. that two hundred bucks and put it toward a little miracle ear and solved all. I this. find it funny that it's two hundred dollars. Right, it's your right ear, and Jonathan's to the right of you, so yes. it might be a selective. Yeah, t- ten years. <laughs> yeah, we're on. He's this got is selective tinnitus. Nine years of uh, you to my right. It's true. You think? Yeah, I think. All right, let's uh, light a cigar and begin this madness. Uh, Barry, what are we smoking today? So today's first cigar is the La Galera Maduro, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Hochi Blanco's Indian Head Tobacco. We are lighting up the 5x50, which is a Robusto called the Chavetta, and it features a Mexican San Andreas wrapper over Dominican Peloto Cubano binder with fillers consisting of Dominican Criollo 98. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back five ninety nine, while a box of twenty is one hundred six ninety nine, which is a savings of about thirteen dollars or eleven percent off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two guyscigars.com. So on the band, you'll notice it says Hecho Amano. 
Hecho a mano. On the band, yeah. Yes. That means it's handmade. Yes. So I had a customer this week flip his box over that he was about to buy, and he goes, oh, this is made by Hecho a mano as well. <laughs> and I said, no, that's just Spanish for handmade. He goes, I thought they made everything. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, Hecho, he does He's so much. He's just unbelievable. He works the biggest so factory in yeah. every country. It's it's Hochi. It's not Hecho. Right. <laughs> right. right. And the size we're smoking here is the Chevetta. Right. And all the sizes here on La Galera stand for something that happens in the La Galera, meaning the gallery where they roll the cigars. So what is the Chevetta, Barry Stein? That is a, a, a half oval blade that's used to trim and cut tobacco leaves. Yeah, so when you see them with that little metal plate and they're cutting the tobacco leaves and uh, taking the rough edges off it so it has a smooth edge. That I snuck a, a couple of those back from Cuba in my yes in nope. my carry on. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, ha- I have one too. It says Potagus on it or whatever. It ends I up. wasn't afraid they were going to get my Vertigo lighter. I was afraid they were going to get my Chevetta's. Yeah, plural. So some blades taking uh, razor blades basically on the plane. No Pretty problem. Much. No, no problem. problem. No problem. All right, uh, let's give this uh, cigar a cut and light. This is part of the care package, right? So uh, yes, sir. the people are smoking this along. You're talking uh, $6 cigar, hell of a cigar for $6. Not my first uh, ride on the cigar. We'll see uh, what you guys think of it. Right now, time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Nice that our studio audience cuts along with us again. It is. There was a dry spell for a little while where they weren't cutting along, but we got the right people in the audience now. So the cold drawer on this cigar has a little hint of cinnamon with Ah, uh, coffee cake. You're just doing it to piss me off, Ed Sullivan. No, it was... There's no friggin' coffee cake. I'll give him the cinnamon. That's irrelevant. He, he pronounced cinnamon correctly. Yes, he, did. he deserves so a reward. The, so the, the sound drops at this give point have nothing to do Can I get a Scooby with snack? the flavors <laughs> that we taste. Scooby. I'll give you the cinnamon. I don't know about the coffee cake. Goes better with coffee cake. I like a coffee cake. Tastes like Drake's. I like a coffee cake. Drake coffee cake. The big one, too. Not that little one. No, not the little one. Yeah. The, 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 the big one. Size. The one that you get the one in the package. <laughs> yeah. The not the two miniatures. Yeah. Well, I can tell one of you's on a diet. Yeah. <laughs> go big or go home. Here we go. Speaking of going big, we're going to light our cigar today with the Vertigo Twister. This lighter features four jets, single action, a flip-out bullet punch, and the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. In this very convenient pocket-sized wedge-shaped lighter, it fits in your hand like a glove, and it retails for $27.99. That's the Vertigo Twister, like $27.99. A glove. Like a glove. Um, speaking of uh, when we did go to Cuba and you, t- you took the Chevettes home with you, which was the Podigus 170th anniversary, I believe that was. Uh-huh. And we also got a lighter and a cutter at that Yes, event, we did. And this was the lighter. This was the lighter, and this was the cutter. Right, which was Vertigo, actually the first U.S. company to make a product for their their gala, and this was the lighter and cutter. So there you go. Pretty awesome. And this just happened by accident. We're having this conversation, and it just is what happened. You know when you get banana bread? It's homemade banana bread from wow. scratch, and maybe your mom <clears throat> didn't quite – she didn't quite whisk – 
the banana bread all the way. So you get the you get some walnut in there. You get the obviously the taste of banana, but then there's just a hint of, of baking powder as well, kind of on, on the finish. I'm getting a little baking powder and banana bread. I going thought you were going to go with the stuff that's scraped at the bottom of the pan, and you dig your finger into the bottom of it, and you eat that scraping. He gave me two crickets, by the way. I don't know how he did that, but he, he hit it twice. Yeah. It's twice is wrong. Well, I do a lot of baking, and there's no baking powder in here, nor is there a fat component. <laughs> <laughs> Even though Barry and I are here? Yeah, I was about <laughs> well, to say I resemble our yes, remarks. I beg to differ with that statement. <laughs> All right. All right, so today is the first episode of ten, our 10th year. 10 years. Episode 469, 33 to go, to 501, which is the number we are going to guarantee. It's a guarantee. We're doing 501. Even if something happens to one of us, we're going on to 501. Mm-hmm. Everybody agrees, right? What do you yeah. mean if something happens if to something one of happens, us? You getting rid of, of, are you when? getting rid of one of us? No, More say, of say one of us died from something or anything happens. The show will go on to at least five. Is there any kind of line on that in terms of an over-under? Well, who, who may not make it? Right. <laughs> no, let's not let's not bring Barry up in front of everybody. In front of Barry. I mean, he's wearing yeah, headphones he's, that he's, so he can hear you. He can oh, yeah. hear us. No, he, Barry is starting to cut down a little bit and Hey, it felt good last week to put on pants. That I'm didn't proud fit. of you because uh, Stevie Q brought two giant pizzas from Pizzeria Regina, the, the best, best pizza the best. in New England, Agreed. possibly the world, and you abstained. Yes, I'm proud of you. And yeah, by, last week, but, just by abstaining, they're not going to last, and they will not be here by the time the show is over. So you've completely given up on it unless you yeah. made a run for it, and we'll try to stop it. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with that. I ain't getting between you and pizza, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you can have it if you want it. It's awesome. It is the best. If you ever come to Boston, Pizzeria Regina. Oh, my God. By the way, Scott Slade wants to start a Cigar Authority Deadpool. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. Very morbid hey, he's Scott. welcome to do that. Yeah. I would encourage him. I'll put 10 bucks. I'm in. Although, didn't he say he's in Saudi Arabia right now? He's away. I yeah. think, yeah. Yeah, so he might be high up as a possibility. Yeah, he's True. got a better shot than we do. Yeah. I would think. You're just going to be he- overeating. Not if we and get between <laughs> Barry and that pizza, right? <laughs> no. All right. Um, I like this La Galera as a Maduro. It's not too overpowering for me. I'm not big Correct. into the Maduro, but this is fine. You can see that it's a natural Maduro. Correct. It's I think not- the Habano La Galera is stronger than the Maduro. Yeah, I would say that you go from the Connecticut to the Maduro, then the Habano, and then that box press is see into the future strong. I agree. Yeah, I, I, I How always about that first show tenth year we agree on something. When when we when it was going up for the cigar of the year, I remember both the Habano and the Connecticut came out that year, and my vote was for the Habano, and you and Barry and many other people said no, it's the Connecticut for sure, and I'm I'm I was shocked because usually everybody wants to go to the stronger cigar than what I'm smoking, right. and I have no problem with the Habano. I don't have an issue with it. It's it's just it's stronger than this is. Does it have a lot of flavor? Yes, it does, but it doesn't bother me in any way like some strong cigars. The La Galera Connecticut reignited my love for a Connecticut cigar. Yeah. I moved away for it for many years, and when that cigar came out, I took a renewed interest in Connecticut's. It's good so thing you didn't are- have any of that pizza because that would have reignited your <laughs> love for pizza. 
Those that are that lit their cigar up, look at how white the ash is. Look how tight the burn line is between the ash and the cigar Don't itself. Don't you dare say stacking dimes. No, I'm not. Because that's not a thing. <laughs> no. It's not a thing. It's not our thing, anyway. It might, it might be. Damari on, invented that. That's yes. I know the, he's listening. On the ash holes. One of those made up things. Stacking dimes. Snapping <sighs> necks. Cash checks. checks. That's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> Stacking dimes is not a thing. So those, you know, are, unless you have multiple girls lined up, then you could say you're stacking dimes. No, what I, I had to say dimes to him, dime pieces. Oh, okay. They're, they're a perfect ten. I had to say to him, "What the hell are you talking about with this?" And he says, "When you see the cigar and you see all these little, look at the ash, and you see it looks like dimes stacked on top of each other." The yeah, you don't see any there. flake coming yeah. off the sides. It's and nice you can and see tight. The line, 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 line. What most cigar smokers call that is a nice tight ash. Oh, I like that. Yeah, that might <laughs> stick. We don't say stacking dimes. There was a cigar blog at one time called Nice Tight Ash. Yeah? Yep. Okay. Well, not around anymore? I think it's around, just not as uh, frequently updated as in the past. And okay. does the denomination change based on ring gauge? Well, like, that's the, my issue with nickels? it. Well, yeah, I'm in an asylum, one? eight by 80, you're stacking half dollars at that point. <laughs> it might even be full silver at that point, silver dollar. All right, so today um, we're going to be talking about um, a cigar rep. He's going to come on. He's going to tell a little about um, what what he does. And Why what, do I have a, a knot in my stomach over me this? Me too. Me too. I have not heard it. I don't. I didn't want to hear it. I still don't want to hear yeah, it. It's, it's, it's already recorded. I have it. It's, it's ready to go. Well, so you I can want, change I, your mind and we can just go in another direction. I no, because I, I wanted to do this for a long time. And, and li- listen, a lot of reps are listening to me now because I've approached a lot of reps and got lots of no's. And uh, finally, I got somebody to do it. And um, the whole idea is they are to name anonymous. Barry, you're not putting anybody's name down. You're not chatting in here. We're not going to. This isn't mm-hmm. a contest to guess who this guy <laughs> is. Because we don't want to guess who the guy is. The guy is saying what he's going to be saying, and he is, we're not guessing. It's not a contest. It's the opposite of a contest to guess who it is. We say nothing, and well, because hopefully you, we have him back. You, because I only got a little bit out of him, and you're going to see how it goes, and then we get more out of him. This is somebody we bring on every once in a while to tell us, or we get questions from our viewers to wonder what's the real truth behind what a rep does. So, uh, first question I have for you guys is, did you ever want to be a cigar rep? No way. You never wanted to be one? No way. Barry? Early 2000s, it entered my mind to enter the industry. I was curious about a rep. People thought I was too controversial. I think Ed Sullivan's answer was yes. A rep? Well, I, I think you applied for a job before you came working here. It wasn't an application. Okay. But but that wasn't really for a rep sort of thing. You wouldn't have been up for that? I, I'm not, I don't like people. Yeah. It's a people thing. He doesn't you like know, people. I'm not going to drive around meeting people I don't like trying to sell them. But you don't something. know if you like them yet till you've actually He doesn't met like them. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I have enough people in my life. Yeah. More than enough. I got headhunted once. As a as a an employee at Two Guys Smoke Shop, a Dave. principal owner pulled me aside and said, "How's Dave to work for?" You Terrible. Ever think about. Oh o- yeah, I often yeah, gave him the <laughs> full truth, but uh, yeah, I got I got no interest. Yeah, I I already get told no enough by my wife. I don't need to add 
at work to that. As a cigar shop owner for all these years, I wanted to do it for the longest time because I thought I could be so great at it because I knew everything that they were doing wrong as they were approaching me, and the guy would not even pitch me at the end or ask for the sale, you know, and it'd be too much, um, you know, how you doing, right. and, and where's the clothes here? And as a salesperson, I'm I'm waiting for it, and I'm, you know, you know when somebody ends of up p- pitching the hell out of me or something, and I go, oh, my God, you are great. Yes, I will buy your product because, you know what, I don't even like your product, but I'm going to buy it because that pitch was great. You you know, you can appreciate of course. A, a great sales pitch of what happens. So you're not a fan of the soft sell? <sighs> I'm a busy guy. Okay. You know, cut to the chase. Yeah, the soft sell takes three hours. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to go to lunch. Wants, I don't want to go for drinks. He wants the rep to go hard at him. Yeah, come at me and let me say no or whatever. And But I, I've removed myself from, by the way, all the reps out there that Ed is doing all the buying. Right, yeah. I've removed myself. You, you're too easy. I'm easy. Because I, 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 I already know if I come in and cry... Yes. You're, you're buying. You saw that. <laughs> I, I, I know who that is. Yeah. <laughs> so no that was names. one. That no. was one time a guy cried. Uh, how, how did you not? And buy actually, him? that was that was that was kind of my fault. That Sullivan. Yeah. I felt bad. How, how many boxes? Well, the guy went to the bathroom and then to clean himself up. <laughs> and and then uh, Jonathan ends up saying, "You're buying you, them, right?" And I go, you know "Well, it? I don't know." And I he cried in your office. Said, I'll pay for them if I have to. <laughs> Just buy them. I'll How sell many them. boxes do you buy for a good cry? I yeah. think it was six. It was a total of six. Yeah, but we, and we still have them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The fact of the matter is, it's really not a great job. No, it's kind of thankless. Because I know the, the regular average person sees a cigar rep coming in the store and saying, oh, he lights a cigar, he sits with the guy, he's having drinks, he's talking, oh, he have a cigar, he's got all these free cigars on him and all this, and what a freaking job. There's no better job in the world when the fact of the matter is, I think it's a tough job. There's only really a handful of customers that come in that only smoke one brand. So imagine your job as the rep is to pitch these cigars over and over again. You've smoked everything in the portfolio. It's the most boring thing, day in and day out, smoking the same cigar over and over. Oh, today I got Robustos. It, it doesn't change your life dramatically that way. You're better off just go in the humidor, smoke what you want. Not to mention a lot of lonely time on the road, potentially, depending on territory. Yeah. Just driving I, I bet around. New England isn't that bad because you got a state, you, you drive from state to state as right. opposed to, imagine having, you No, because they give you the, the whole territory. Of the country. Yeah, but a lot of people they give you in all New of New England, England. They have northern New York too. Horrible. So you're wow. going, you're going from the seacoast of New Hampshire all the way to Buffalo. Yeah, long ride. Yeah. And you go up there, and the guy's not there. Or I can't see it today. <laughs> yeah. Forgot about the appointment. Yeah, made the appointment. The guy ditched out a half hour before you showed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've heard all the stories too. Yeah. Uh, so, and when it comes to you know, you could be selling. Um, pharmaceuticals, or you could be selling helicopters, or you could be selling anything, and you're selling virtually a very, very low price product. We're selling right now five ninety nine. I don't know what his commission is, but it ain't much. Of you know how much are they possibly getting on on this? And you got to add an, a lot up to have a million dollar territory, which is I think pretty much the the goal for most companies is trying to get to a million dollar. And I would say in New England. There are less reps that have hit that million-dollar mark than in certain other parts of the country. Yeah. 
Well, you, it's you, seasonal up here. Yeah. You know, it's a hard sell to from November to March. Yeah. Yeah. And listen, I, 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 I just got to know so many over so many years of how beat up they are or the ones that come and go, come and go. And, you know, guy last two years, you can see he's beat up and he's off. Who knows what, what he ended up going on. I'm off the banana bread. I'm now at Anna's Cookie. A little anisette going on here. Now I got a, a little bit of chocolate. A little bit, you know, it's a sweet, sweet Maduro. There is some pepper in the background, but in the front end, it's sweet. Yeah, sweet like an, an anise cookie. I don't, see, I wouldn't call anise sweet. You know, anise licorice, it kind of has a little bit of a bitter component. It, the opposite of has a bitter component. Anise is anisette, isn't it? Yeah. Well, so licorice is a little bit bitter. No, licorice is sweet right out of the gate. No, black licorice has a, a bitter bite to it. You have a bitter bite. Now don't you two see that you're in love with each other? It's obvious. I don't know about these two, to be honest with you. <laughs> You've never seen that. Huh? No, and there's still a little bit of cinnamon. How about that? That, was a, little, that was a little struggle one, though. The other one came so natural, like you didn't even have a problem. <laughs> I had to think about it this time. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so as the years went on, Barry, what time did you, what years did you do your cigar shop? Uh, I started hanging out in there in 98. I probably bought in at the end of 99. All right. So the very tail end of the nineties, because I'll tell you, it was very different. So in the eighties, a cigar rep was very, very different. We're talking about a, uh, a probably a 30 year downturn of yeah. the cigar industry that happened. So cigar reps used to lug around their stuff and they'd have these big briefcases, Cases, big wide yep. flap over things yep. and one on each hand and the guy, older guy. Yep, tend to wear a suit. Yep. Suit and tie. Dressed up, suit and tie, yep. struggling the stuff in there, put it down and then start almost like a, a road show showing you his, his goods and things yep. like that. Light up a cigar. Here, let me tell you about them and, and that's how it was. Also, if he was a rep that already carried a product in the store, mm -hmm. in his little bag would be a cleaner and a cloth and a duster, mm -hmm. and he would take the stuff off the shelf and clean the area of what it is, relabel it if it had to be relabeled. They'd also carry little stickers on it, like a buy three, get one free or something mm -hmm. like that. He'd look, he'd, he'd have inventory of what your inventory should be, mm -hmm. and look and say, this isn't moving very well. He'd know, and then put a buy three, get one free sticker on or something, give you the free goods yep. to make up for this. Let's clear this off. These are going slow. Let's see if we can go to, and actually strategize with you of his little, little In real time. Yeah. His little two square feet of what his stuff was at. And not to take away from reps today, there was more of a professional quality of the sales. Yep. And yeah, they were more distinguished. It was an older guy who was a cigar smoker, had the cigar lit up when he was walking in the store mm -hmm. and things. And the 90s came, and the cigar boom happened. And when the cigar boom happened, now it was unavailability. Mm -hmm. So a cigar rep was different at that point. He was carrying nothing but a pad of paper around with him, back orders and things like that, and he took charge. And it was, let me see what I can do for you. Mm -hmm. I'll see if I can get you some. Let me see. If you put this in, maybe I'll see if I can get you this. And the tides completely turned around the other way. Mm -hmm. I hated it. I hated being on the, on the backside of what that was. The and also, the f face of the brand owner began to change at that time. You know, you had the Jonathan Drew start well, to show up. Now, Johnson now there was up. a face of the brand because in the 80s, there was well, no none. face of the brand. Nope. So all of a sudden, because of Cigar Aficionado and things, these people started putting their picture out there of who they were and... and you know, you go to a trade show and there's the guy. He was always there, but you never knew he was the guy that owned it. Yep. And 
um, the boom ends in uh, 97, 98, the boom was over. And um, now the pendulum turns the other way, and now we're kind of in charge again. And um, that's when you saw a, a major change in reps because they went from basically telling the retailer off, I'll see what I can do and whatever, and not taking care of you. Mm-hmm. Most of those guys went away because, oh, now they're coming and they're ask, asking the cigar shop for an right. order, screw you. And so now the game changes completely, and the suit and ties are gone. Yeah, and t-shirt becomes, and jeans. Yeah, it becomes a like different. they just rolled out of bed. Yep, and it, and it becomes um, what the brand basically is. So you know maybe the people at Davidoff would dress up a little nicer than the people at Drew Estates would dress down, and then people in between of different things and, and things like that. Um, and then there's so everybody understands there's a rep who's a representative of the company itself, like Davidoff rep handles Camacho and Avo and Davidoff and the brands within Davidoff only. And then there's a cigar broker who handles many, many brands. So a broker may may have um, five or six different companies that he works for. The company is his own company. And yes, you do pay each manufacturer you buy from, but he gets a commission from each and every one. So his expenses, unlike the company that's a company only that says, okay, let me take you out to dinner, let's talk or something, they pick up the check, it's the company. When a broker ends up doing that, it's on their dime. Their automobile expenses, theirs, their insurance is theirs, everything's there. They're running their own little company within it. And I always tended to think that the guy that was a broker – that handled his own little company is the harder, harder working person because he lives, dies with what he eats, right. eats with what he sells. That's he works it. for you directly, really. More importantly, yes, that I, I felt better to him that he cares about how it's going to be for me because he's going to, he may lose a brand, pick up a different brand. It's going to be, we're going to have a, a bigger relationship than is going to be the person that's company owned. Uh, and you can bang out several companies at once with a broker. If you have a meeting, you can bang yes. through five, six brands, yeah. and it's like meeting with five or six principal owners. Yeah, but a lot of the times, the manufacturer doesn't like that because the manufacturer feels like they're not really paying attention to their brand. Maybe on their little booklet they have, they have four brands, and on the fourth page becomes their brand, and they're like, okay, what happens if somebody ends up buying brand one, two, and three? You get to page four, am I going to buy that too? There's no money left in the budget at that point. I'm buying everything from you or, Mm -hmm. you know, so a feeling happens there. For the retailer, for the manufacturer, they only have to pay a commission on what is sold. In other words, the guy doesn't sell anything, it costs him nothing. Right. But they're not exclusive to them and their competitors are right there with them in the book. You typically see slightly smaller companies or more of a startup type company go with brokers and once they become more established, they tend to go in-house, is what I've been seeing. It also depends on the region. Yeah, but it, I, th- I think it's a dollar and cents thing, and we'll hear that from uh, Mr. X when, when he comes on. But right now, that ding-ding means it's time for the matchup of the week, brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars, who would win this hypothetical battle? And this one is, would you rather be transported permanently 500 years into the future versus 500 years into the past. Do I get to keep all of my knowledge that I have now? 
because I could be a wizard in the past. Yeah, and in the past, it becomes a back to the future no, thing. I'm going to yeah, start you, betting on all the no, winners. No, you're either going 500 years back. Well, 500 years, there's no winners back then. There's, you don't know anything that happened 500 years ago. But as far as the technology goes. 500 years ago, you could bet whether or not Columbus makes it to the Americas. I don't think that they were having a pool on that. I'm sure no, they were. Ve- Vegas, no, they're already here. Vegas had odds on that. 1492, you're already here. It's the 1500s. Okay. Right? It's 15, Savages it's running 15, around, shooting bow and arrows at you. It's 1519 or 2519. You got to load your gun load at a time. The machines could have control of the world. That's right. Or there is no world. I'm going cool. past. Past. Really? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming I can keep my knowledge of now, and I'm just jumping in a time machine and going back. Ed Sullivan, straighten them out. I'm going future. I, I like surprises. Yeah, future's too much of an no, unknown. No, you don't. He grills me about what's up for lunch every day. What do we have Monday? Yeah, in 1500s. <laughs> I yet. In 1500s, you got to go hunting for your food and stuff, right? Yeah. yeah I'm too old for that. But you won't be. You'll be young again. No, I just want, like, the Jetsons life. 500 yeah. years from now, it won't be a penny for your thoughts. It'll be a $100 bill. You're not going to be able to afford to go to the market with whatever you have for pocket change right now. The world is a better place now than it was 500 years ago. Won't it be even better 500 years from the future? Not if the Democrats keep control I'm going of the to, House. <laughs> you, you, you went to the future. Now you're going back to the past. No, I was always going past. 1500? Yeah, I'm going back to the 1500s. 1500? Well, now that I know Jonathan's going to be there. I'll be a black go to the future. <laughs> I'll yeah, be a Barry, come with me. <laughs> I'll know about Damascus steel. I'll be the only one here who does. Yeah. What are you going to do with Damascus steel? <laughs> I'll be the most successful blacksmith ever. Wow. Going back 500 years. I'm sure it was a simpler time. He's got goals. Yeah. No, I want the future too, right? Yeah. Fools. Yeah. yeah, we'll all be done with Jonathan. Well, that's a split up. But what's not a split up is La Galera, Maduro, great cigar. It's going good, burning good, tasting good. It's a great cigar. Yeah. Very good. A little bit of chocolate, a little bit of cinnamon. It's of, just a good time. A little bit of anise. Of the La Galera, in order of favorites, as it is right now, mm-hmm. Connecticut, Habano, Maduro, and the... Uh, Box Press, Box 1936? Press. Yeah. I would flip-flop the Maduro and the Habano. You put the Maduro ahead of the Habano? Yes. Yeah, I like the Habano I the most. Well. I do as well. Really? Yeah. yeah, you guys always were like that. And, and In the very be- get-go of this thing, you were like that. How about you, Ed Sullivan? I like the Connecticut the most. Wow. The not the Connecticut the guys that don't aren't into Connecticut like the Connecticut the most. So it truly is not your grandfather's Connecticut. Because or is it? The people that like like the Connecticut normally don't like Connecticut. And you guys like it the best. It's the, and I don't. It's the perfect balance of your grandfather's and not your grandfather's Connecticut. Right. My, gran- my grandfather it's, didn't have a Connecticut. It's your by stepdad's the way. Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, your stepfather. <laughs> Nor do I have that. All right. Uh, I can't wait to get to this. Uh, when we come back, Cigar Rep X will tell us. What he thinks about um, cigar companies, cigar shop owners, and even cigar shop smokers. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. 
for there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, rich in bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice, and available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum, competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, the Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. Always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Christoph was pissed off, I was surprised. Christoph Cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Christoph is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Christoph cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Christoph is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the pissed-off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar, and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, 
The Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you, the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. If some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced the cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing part. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Terrence Riley from Aganor Salif, and you are listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we're back. We're smoking the La Galera Maduro, uh, and we're talking about cigar wraps. These are the people that walk amongst us in cigar stores. They sell us the cigars, and then we sell them to you. But you've bumped across them. If you listen to the show, you've ran across cigar wraps all the time. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. It's not too late. It's not too late to not do this? not do it. Uh, isn't it interesting? We have a good crowd here today uh, listening to the show live, but typically there's usually a cigar wrap or two that shows up. This time, no cigar reps have shown up, but I understand uh, on the the, uh, chat rooms and stuff like that, they're there, they've been seen, but here's the rules. So there's going to be a rule to this. There's two rules, two simple rules. Rule number one, no guessing who the cigar rep is. This isn't a game of guessing who it is. This goes for the people in the chats. This goes for you guys. Let's not do it. Let's not eliminate people. Let's leave this guy alone. And rule number two is there's no guessing who this guy is. <laughs> Just leave him alone because we, we would like to bring him back. Okay. And uh, truly his, his, um, his job is at stake uh, from saying some of the things he may have already said or the things he plans on saying in the future. And then you'd have to hire him. Yes. <laughs> you have no openings right and, now. and that doesn't mean that his territory is around here where we are. It could be far away. We could have done it via Skype or some sort of phone call. There's no telling, and I want it to be left out. I want you to understand this is not a game of, oh, I know who that is. Right. Just leave it alone because somebody's job is at stake, okay? So uh, we see most cigar reps, uh, or as they appear to be, as happy people. 
They come in and they got a smile on their face and they're happy and they try not to bring their problems into our store. And that's a good cigar wrap because they may have lots of problems and I know a lot of them and they do have lots of problems, sure. but you don't bring them us as salespeople, right? Correct. You don't care you come in here and that Jonathan's got an ass ache today or something. He leaves it to himself. He usually tells me, but why, why do I have to be the one with the ass ache? Because you usually do. Um, um, they appear happy <sighs> when you see them, uh, but I got to talk to one uh, and asked him beforehand if he'd do it and if he would tell me the truth. So he said he would. So let's hear it. I'm talking with a cigar rep who asked to be named anonymous for a few reasons. For one, to protect his job and his livelihood. He's a cigar rep, and some of the information that he's going to reveal might not be to the liking of the companies that he works for. These companies, his name, his territory, and what he covers now and those that he covered previously will remain anonymous and his identity will be protected and never revealed. Today, from Parts Unknown as a cigar broker or a cigar company representative, we're going to call him a Rep X. Welcome to the Cigar Authority. It's my pleasure. As you can see, we have no audience as promised, and we have changed your voice so it cannot be protected be detected for your protection. Thank you for that. As my future in the cigar industry is at risk, but I wish to tell you and your listeners what is usually said behind closed doors or not said at all. Well, thank you, Representative Vax. I appreciate you coming to the Cigar Authority and giving us the opportunity to talk to you today. I've listened to other shows, and I'll tell you this. There wasn't a lot of options. Most of the others sucked and would probably fuck it up and blow my cover. I trust that you are doing your best to protect my identification. Well, we've done everything we can, and hopefully for your sake, I hope it stays that way, because I'm going to be asking you some tough stuff. All right, let's get to it. First off, what is the difference between a cigar broker and a cigar representative? And which one are you? I've been both. I'd rather not say which one I, which one I am currently for obvious reasons. A cigar rep is underpaid representative of a single company. And within that single company are probably various brands. A rep would represent all those brands in that company. A rep typically works for one company only and gets a base salary and some bonuses. They also get most of their expenses paid for by the company they represent. A car, a car allowance, a gas card, insurance, a phone, with, typically with GPS so they can crack the whip and follow your step. And an expense account. With few exceptions I've gone across over the many years in this industry, that is the basic info for a rep. As for a cigar broker, they own their own company, and they have to pay everything themselves. The cigar broker makes a percentage of the sale to the retailer. If the retailer buys 10 boxes of $100 box of cigars at that wholesale price, and after they pay that $1,000 bill, then the broker will get their cut of that sale, which is typically 10% which would be $100 in this case. Which is better, a cigar rep or a cigar broker? Interesting question. Owning your own company and making as much as you can is the best way for me because I work hard and I build brands. I'm no lazy fuck broker just sitting around a cigar bar drinking and complaining. I get out and work. I work hard and build the brands. But the Sleazy Cigar brand owners can fuck you over and have done it to me many times. So what are you saying? They don't pay you? There has to be some trust. 
and I know some have short paid me because I keep good records, but that's not the worst of it. I've taken a small brand and built it over a territory, and when they start paying me too much, they cut my balls and go with a company rep. So what do you mean by that? I took a small brand and built my territory to almost a million-dollar brand. It was doing nothing before me. A few years later, it was doing a million dollars. When it was doing under $200,000, I got less than $20,000 a year. But after working my ass off, doing in-store events every weekend, kissing the retailer's ass, using every favor I had to get the brand in the store, and after working with their customers, sales went up to a million. A million dollars means the company pays me 100000 and that's when they cut the balls from underneath you. They can get a company rep for a lot less than that, including all their expenses. And the rep will sell nothing but their brand and work just for them. The broker does all the work for the smallest amount of money and builds it. But if it gets too big, I put myself out of business. I know because it's happened to me many times, too many to count. I've heard this from other people too, so it looks like a rep working for a company is a safer way. Sure, but then you're capped to what you can earn. They own you, and you go up or down depending on their actions. What actions could hurt you? You get paid no matter what, right? Yes, but the cigar companies are never satisfied, and they keep raising the bar and it fix bonuses. They change the rules of the game all the time. And at that same time, they make deals with the online discounters and crush the retailer. Then, I have to deal with the cigar shop owners, bitch and complain, while my numbers suffer too. The cigar company works against me and against the shop owners. It's the same shit over and over. Cigar shop owners bitch at you about what? Everything. Their business is slow. It's my fault because I'm the rep. They suck too. Well, I'm a retailer, um, and I know a lot of other retailers. Why does the retailer suck? Most retailers are lazy, and they can't get out of their own fucking way. They don't know shit. Not all of them, but the majority of them are terrible. I sell them a line of cigars, and they sell them, and when I ask for a reorder to restock them, they tell me they're all set. How stupid can I be? Then I get the call from them a week later, asking how fast can you ship them. This kind of shit happens all the time. So what I'm hearing from you is the cigar companies suck, and so do the retailers. Pretty much. How about the cigar smokers, the end user, the consumers of the product? You have a few different ones, and I don't care what store I go to or what territory. It's all the same. You've got the know-it-alls, people who know more than I do. They tell me what they think about the cigar, giving me their professional opinion. Hey, jerk-off, you're not a professional, and I didn't ask you. Sometimes they hurt the sale just being there. Get out of the way while I'm doing business. And the stupid retailer is asking them what they think. If you're asking your customers what you think, maybe you should be the customer. This is the same jackass who complains that some cigars are being deeply discounted online and half their store is full of them, and it doesn't have room for mine. 
So let's go back to the customer. What's the problem with them, the consumer? Well, I told you, the know-it-all who needs to get out of the way. I'm trying to do business, and they're there. Then you have those ones that are always looking for a free cigar. Let me try one, and I'll put in a good word for to the boss. Fuck you. First off, I can't give you a free cigar anymore. And you can ask me every time you can come in here. Why don't you get a life? You seem bitter. You got problems with cigar companies, the retailers, and the consumers. Why don't you find another line of business? I wish you said this to me 20 years ago, but I've gone too far and I'm in too deep. Maybe my boss will hear this and fire my ass and put me out of my fucking misery. But seriously, some of my relationships are good and some are happy. And some companies do treat me with respect, but the majority don't, and I've been doing this for a long time. This industry's changed, and not for the better. Uh, is there a cigar brand our listeners should be trying? I really can't say, because that might unmask me. People know what I like, so let's not touch that at this time. I'd like to bring you on again sometime and get into the brands and the players within the industry. Uh, do you think you could do that? Let's see how this goes over. And if I don't get in any trouble, I'll come back and tell you some horror stories that will make your fucking head spin. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. Remember, your identity is safe here on the Cigar Authority. I thank you for sharing your thoughts with me, and uh, we'll keep your identity safe. And maybe we can uh, get some emails from our listeners and get some burning question answered by you next time. That will be fine. All right, thank you. That's Representative X. He is a cigar representative out there somewhere amongst us, and we're going to bring him on every once in a while and try to get some information from him. So stand by for that. Now back to the show. All right. We're back live. Uh, that was him. Job at a hut. You missed a golden opportunity here. That could have been Rep Darth Vader, for starters, <laughs> uh, minus the heavy breathing. And how big are this guy's balls that he's standing on them and the company could cut them out from underneath him? Well, Those are my two questions. Big balls if he came forward as the person <clears throat> he is, but, you know, he, he wanted his voice changed, his identity taken away, so I don't know, you know, a uh, little different. I'll tell you this. I am never going on a show that has a voice changer machine <laughs> to talk shit about my boss, even if it isn't you, yeah. ever. So... The stuff that he said, you've been around long enough. It's pretty accurate, yeah. We've heard it before. It's the truth. Yep. I've heard it from too many sources, too many places. It's the same story. Same story. Right. So there was nothing there that you heard that, oh, my God, he, he just said such and such. You've heard it all. But we're insiders, and it's good now that the, that the outsiders, for lack of a better way to put it, now know a little bit about what goes on. Yeah. Yeah, maybe those jerk-offs won't be trying to give their non-professional opinions. I'm waiting for uh, Dave's phone to start going off. Jesus. <laughs> I thought it was going to be bad, but that was like, that was right to the quick. No, listen, I, I had a whole bunch of stuff, and I talked to him beforehand with a whole bunch of 
getting in detail about comp certain companies and things like that. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. I don't want to go there. So I figured oh, out where You did I a good job so, on that interview too, bringing him back because he tried ignoring the question about the consumers and then you brought him back. That was good. So there were things he didn't want to talk about. Right away because he wants to hear how, how well it went over. Or, you know, I'm sure he's listening right now. Uh, and thank you for, for doing it. Uh, again, I asked... There's a whole bunch of reps out there that know I asked them and right. said no, and here it is. So here's somebody that, that did it. And I would, I would wonder from the, from the reps if they think the same exact thing, but I know they do. I wonder how many reps are getting phone calls going. Was that you from the bosses? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really don't want to get the guy in trouble. And, and like Jonathan says, I'd, I'd have another employee, right? I feel bad. <laughs> say, I got to take, take this guy on now. And it, if he cried, he could sell you whatever cigars he had. That's, that's right. He didn't sound much like a crier. I'll say this. All the reps on Facebook are uh, strangely quiet right now. Although, <laughs> so, somebody said, yeah, he sounds very aggressive. That's accurate. Yeah, I, I don't want to say anything. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I want to say that this is not what this what a rep would sound like because they come off as happy mm -hmm. right and there's there's none of that that's not how they come in and mm -hmm. shut the door and say jesus christ these fucking idiots and blah 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 that doesn't really happen you know maybe as you get to know the guy really good and time goes by mm -hmm. and you're at a trade show and you're having drinks and it's like oh my god these fucking uh companies or these uh retailers or whatever um, or that maybe uh, in-store event goes on and the event's over and we grab something to eat after and it's like, oh, these fucking people that came up to me or something. So this was all, to, you know, shoved sure. all together uh, of all angry cigar rep guy or whatever he is. Uh, certainly not the case that this guy walks around as angry cigar guy mm -hmm. because if he did, he wouldn't have a job. So. Yeah. Based upon the anger that came across in that interview, it's hard to pinpoint because nobody comes off as angry. Correct. So it's not going to be, oh, we know this guy because he's Mr. Angry yeah. guy. It's not the case. No, they're all, they're all pretty <clears throat> happy-go-lucky when they come and pay us a visit. Yeah. Every now and then there's the need to play therapist, but they don't come off as angry. Yeah. Or, or they end up quitting. They get, right. to, this, get to this point, yeah. and that was my point with him. If this is really how you feel of it, you know, do something else. Mm -hmm. Why, why would you do this if, you, if you're that angry about what it is? And, you know, I'm too deep into this. Uh, I'm, I'm stuck now at this point. Yeah, uh, once you have so many years into something, it's hard to walk away. Yeah. You figure, you know, what else is there? Well, I always say to everybody, if you're unhappy with what you do, find something else to do because life's too short to, you know, put 40, 50 hours in a week of uh, – and, and truthfully, when it comes to reps – They probably put in 80 a week. Correct. It's it's so much traveling before point A and point B. And then even their day off is usually a traveling day back to right. get to, to head to where it is. And, uh, you know, I've seen some of them have – they haven't been back home in weeks Yeah, sometimes. I it's, heard a story of a rep uh, speaking of the GPS on the phones that uh, the principal owner met the rep – at the dock because mm. somehow the phone was triggering out in the Atlantic Ocean somewhere. I know that story. And <laughs> the rep comes in and, give me your phone. You're fired. Eight. All you had to do, you got 13 personal days. All you had to do was take a personal day. That's it. Yeah, it's over. True story. I, I, I know the manufacturer and I know the rep. And we hear these stories that, that end up happening, but most of them don't get out there. But it's, I mean, you, you know you got a GPS on your phone. Do your job. Go to work, do your job, put an honest day's work. You know, you kind of had it coming at that point. 
Yeah, I, I feel for them, though, because it, it's something I thought about years ago and thought I'd be great at it, and then I got to know some of these guys and, and see what they go through, and it's not easy. It's a different type it's of mentality job. that you have to have as a rep. You've got to be comfortable hearing the word no a hundred times for every yes that you get. Yeah. And that's my limited experience being a, a temporary rep at a trade show, yeah. helping helping Nelson. Because as a as a retailer, let me tell you, uh, somebody had asked me before, what is your percentage of close rate in your retail store? And I said, 100%. And they said, well, what do you mean? It's not 100%. And I said, yeah, the way the stores are located, nobody is coming into our cigar shop, happen to be walking by. It's on a freaking highway. Nobody's walking by. You came in here, you came in to buy a cigar, and you're closing 100% of the people. Not so much for a rep. They go from right. store to store, and they may hit 100 stores and get zero sales. And especially if they're a broker, zero sales, <clears throat> their gas, their time, their insurance, their everything adds up to zero pay. There are some shops I know where the owner will say no three times regardless of the brand and he wants to see the guy a fourth time before he'll commit for a he few boxes of get, cigars he wants to see the guy on a regular basis i don't see you on a regular basis i'm not going to carry your brand right so the first three times he will say no and, and then the, that and fourth time may, and he may have seven states to go to yep. and hundreds and hundreds of people to and go there's, to. there's and there's shop owners that are kind of hard asses and they they're kind of known for throwing people out of their store. Or you must have an appointment to come see yeah. them. And, you know, my day is Tuesdays, and this guy, the guy up the street is, is Thursday. So what does that mean? He has to come up Tuesday and stay till Thursday right. to see the second guy. He's very hard. Very hard. I, I feel for the guy. I feel for all reps. I, I do not think it's an easy job. I think it's very difficult um, in the industry we're in, period. Uh, I want to mention the after show recorded immediately following. Uh, Mr. Jonathan has a bone to pick with cigar smokers in Facebook groups. That's what he's going to talk about today. We really didn't want subjects, but he said, I want to get to this. So we will. Uh, so tune in on Wednesdays as Mr. Jonathan's hate group grows. <laughs> <clears throat> Present company included, of course, I'm, yeah. our live studio nervous. audience. I'm a little bit nervous about this one. I'm, I'm, you weren't I'm, nervous about the Rep X? And no. you're nervous about this? I'm more nervous about this. Because your voice won't be changed. Right. No, it won't. We can, we can do that. Change, change the voice. It's Is Mr. Jonathan on the voice changing machine? It's unnecessary. But no, I'm not mentioning any names. I don't think. Yeah, just we'll see. What, we'll see. I got a bone goes. to pick. All right. So uh, thoughts here on the La Galera Maduro that was smoking. I don't care what Barry Stein says. It's licorice. No, There's a ever ever so slight hint of cinnamon in there, but I think it's more licorice than anything else. Mm. The sweetness from it. What it's if delicious. Would, what do you take a cinnamon gum? In the packet, and you take you throw Remember the gum away. Remember gum? Yes, throw the throw the throw the liquid the gum away, <laughs> and then lick the paper that's the gum was in. Who do you think you are? Huh? And, huh? He's practicing for the April Twenty Seventh show. That's right. <laughs> and then take the candy coating off an M and M and let that melt in your mouth. Just the coating, no chocolate. Well, so a very real little dab. Just a little dab. Ah, there's definitely that. chocolate in You know, I've cigar. taken the candy coating off an M&M before. It's very messy, but it can be done. <laughs> Tweezers. Sometimes I've, I've used a drill bit. I figured you did that just to get to the nuts. My brother thought I got shit on his drill. It was chocolate, Sammy. There we go. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Mr. Jonathan wants to catch up on some mailbags, so we're going to do that. Barry's got some news and uh, a funny story he wants to share with everybody. We'll get to that and more. We're live from Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. 
Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced, and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at twoguyscigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal. Available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. 
Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tabacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa tobacco farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family-centered company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. Okay, we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We've got mail to get to and a lot more. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. We've been chatting uh, in between the break here. Uh, lots of things coming up. One, one good thing I, I do want to bring up is uh, somebody asked um, when, you know, what, what ends up happening with a cigar rep that they, you know, they cut their balls off and they end up uh, getting rid of the cigar rep. Um, and he had brought it to a million dollars. They bring on somebody for fifty thousand a year, and they're saving fifty thousand uh, at that at that moment. Um, or they take in a different rep that ends up doing it. And one thing that that ends up happening uh, to the negative of us as retailers is sometimes we buy a lot of cigars, and we'll build up with a rep um, from a small amount. We never carried the brand before, and we build up into a major account for the manufacturer and themselves. And they'll take on the new rep, and the new rep, they'll say, okay, this is your territory, but Two Guys Smoke Shop is a house account. And a house account means um, they're controlled by the house itself. The people deal direct with us, so therefore the rep is not going to get any money from that. And it, it's almost like putting an anchor on them at that point. Yes and no, because you get to a certain point, and maybe you want somebody handling that account that is definitely a professional, and you don't know the new guy, 
whether or not he's going to be a pro or not. You don't want to, that's a lot of money on the table at that point just to play devil's advocate. Well, what I feel bad about is when it gets to me, and a lot of times it doesn't get to me, but when it does get to me that, oh, you're a house account and we, and, you know, we, I don't get anything off of you. It's very negative, meaning that maybe we're not going to get promotions, events, and things like that because the rep is working now against us. It's everybody else against us. So we don't want that, nor do I not want the rep to get a commission from us us and that he carries and again he's a broker he carries other people's brands and i want to see him for the other people's brands too and i don't want to take his percentage away sure. from it uh and i'm not getting it it's not like they say okay you're a house account and dave we're going to give you his commission first off i don't want his commission i'll, t- I'll make my own money i don't want to take it away from him but these kind of actions happen too so sure. th- that's not nice either um w- when i see that happen it actually is negative to us it makes us look like the bad guy and i don't want to be the bad guy also there's so much of it I, I again there's no end to what i could talk to this guy about as i have talked to many reps over the years and and heard heard horror stories uh about it maybe um rep x if he likes what he heard and doesn't get himself in trouble but we can get into that uh at another time and get deeper into it outside rapper smells like ovaltine by the way but um, we don't know what it is yet all right so let's get to it let's get to the second cigar barry what do we have well today's second cigar is the Avo Improvisation Series Limited Edition 2019. It's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by Davidoff, and the size is a 6x52 box press Toro. Features an Ecuadorian wrapper, Dominican binder, and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Peru. A single cigar will set you back $15.19, while a box of 20 is $269.99, which is a savings of almost $34, or 11% off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick-and-mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. They're uh, a little tight-lipped on the blend, huh? <clears throat> yeah. That's some FDA shit happening. Usually, Davidoff will tell you all the specifics, the six different types of fillers, just country of origin. Dark-cured tobacco, and that's it. Yeah. Well, Peru, though. They mentioned Peru, and they're one of the few companies that get Peru. <laughs> There's not a lot of them out there that do it. Do you love Peru? If it's uh, Pelo de Oro, which most of the time yeah. Peruvian is Pelo de Oro, that's one of my favorite tobaccos. Yeah. And I think it, it's one of those things in a small quantity. I love it. Right. Too if much of it yes. is too much. Agreed. Too much of a good thing. All right. Let's give it a cut and light. I never had the cigar before. Did you have this, Jonathan? Yet? I've smoked it. Yeah. I have not. Uh, it's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo... Cut out the federal less chip tax and actually lowered them. Pernomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. Cold drawer is classic hanky. A little bit of barnyard, cedar, hay. It's a classic Davidoff factory. <coughs> a little dusty. Got a little uh, tobacco dust. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it tastes like hanky. Yep. Hanky has one of those signature. Although, more, more than likely, it's Eladio at this point. At this point, correct. Eladio Diaz. Yeah. But it's that classic. San Vicente. Yes. Dominican San Vicente. Which is a, along with the Peruvian, which is a tobacco that kind of naturally dries the palate. So it's good to have a beverage with a cigar of this type. There we go. And speaking of beverage, we have uh, a barista back. We have a new barista, Gary Marino, over here at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. There he goes. Just started up, 
And uh, I'll tell you, he's got the hang of it. It looks like he. Uh, I can't have another coffee. Does right now. single arm curls with about the same weight that our last barista was. Yeah, he's kind of a beefy dude. Speaking of beefy, Jonathan's type. We're gonna light our cigar today with the Vertigo Twister. The Vertigo Twister fe- features a single action fecal. Fecal. Four jets, a football bullet punch, and the patented Vertigo big ass tank, all for the low price of twenty seven ninety nine. That's what, the Vertigo Twister. We know what Jonathan was thinking about. <sighs> yeah, what do they call that when you accidentally say something? You Freudian mean? slip. Freudian. I don't think that's what was happening. So really, on the first draw, my throat dried up. Right that's on the first the draw. Peruvian and San Vicente. That's the um, <coughs> that's the placebo effect right there. You're drinking the Baron's Kool Aid. Maybe he said it. My throat dried up like uh, wow. Matter of fact, when I reviewed this cigar uh, back on March 27th, I mentioned the drying components of the tobacco. Um, so we're in agreement with the San Vicente. San Vicente activates your saliva glands. I find it to dry my palate, and it's, it's like, one thing in common is usually the San Vicente. It's like the same sensation without the, the discomfort of licking a 9-volt battery for me. It, huh. it opens up the you know salvatory you, glands. You know when you lick a 9-volt battery? <laughs> yeah. You know, you're pretty sure it's dead, but I, it's not. Put that in your tasting notes. <laughs> it doesn't taste like licking a 9-volt battery. That's not what I'm saying, but it has that same effect. You smoke a cigar that has San Vicente, which I find Dominican tobacco to tend to, tends to be drying, but San Vicente reverses that effect. Huh. How about on the retrohale? Does it dry your nostril hairs? You want to get a close-up of this, Ed Sullivan? Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me get a close-up. There you go. All right. For all you people on Facebook that want to see me choke to death, I'm all set. Um, yeah, this, this, is, uh, this was a box of 10? A uh, box of 20. Box 20. Oh, it is a box of 20. Yeah. Okay. Separated, very uh, very yeah. elegant looking. Yeah. Yep. Little each, dividers in the box. It's two layers, and each layer is, um, it looks like a mold that the cigars would be put in to be box pressed. They do nice packaging, no mm-hmm. doubt about it. Uh, nice bronze color on the band here, 2019, bright in bright front. You can see how much cigar bands have changed over the years because mm-hmm. we've been in it long enough that we remember the original Avo bands. Yeah. And they were kind of one-dimensional. And this kind of has some uh, depth foil, to it. Yeah. It has a little foil, oh, yeah. the bronze coloring. It's pretty. It definitely pops. Came a long way. So we got an email this week that, uh, judging by the number of times it was forwarded, it looks like it came in on the Two Guys site mm-hmm. through the Contact Us page there. And it went to Ed and went to Dave and somehow ended up in my mailbox. So the place to go for these things <laughs> so that we all don't have to read it is <laughs> the cigarauthority.com and just go to the contact, contact us page, us page. And it'll just go to me yeah and it's fine and then jonathan will most likely not read it that's not true i read everything i can but it, sometimes they come in faster than we can get to them if they're gonna say something nasty and funny about you the rest of us would like to see that i yes. read those first those go to the top <laughs> of the pile uh so this gentleman's name appears to be wayne uh, and he says, I've been watching the Cigar Authority for a number of years. I watched the assholes for a while, but lost interest. Just tuned in again, and congratulations on a great reworking of the show. It's back on the list to watch. Thank you. 
Well, thank you. Don't give up on it. We're, we uh, we had um, over the years, two, three, two years? Two years now. Two years. We've had a couple of co-hosts come and go, and uh, so we're not giving up on it, and it changes people up or whatever it is. But same thing happened on the Cigar Authority. We Definitely had, a we higher. We had Jonathan, he quit. We had uh, Tommy Grelly quit. And now uh, definitely a higher energy pace right now on the Ashles. Yeah, well, you, you got the Mari that yeah. it doesn't have that NPR feel anymore. <laughs> no, no, shot out of a cannon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and now that there's a barista, that's trouble right, right. all over. And, and now we hopped back, up on the caffeine. Back to, to the caffeine here on the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. Okay, let's find out what's up in the cigar world with Barry Stein. It's time for what's, what's up? up in the cigar world, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up recluse cigars is what's up voted the 2015 cigar of the year is the recluse amadeus reserva habano every recluse cigar goes through eight count them eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years they are box pressed and rolled n2 bar for a perfect draw every time if you haven't done it yet be sure to try a recluse cigar today And this week, the New York State Legislator, Slicer, sent a Tobacco 21 bill to the governor's desk, where it is believed that he will sign it into law. Meanwhile, in Maryland, a Tobacco 21 passed that provides an exemption for members of the military. The bill has been sent to the governor, who has not yet said if he plans to sign it. With almost a dozen states at Tobacco 21, a proposal to raise the national age to 21 was issued this week in the House of Representatives. I got something to say about that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that for the after show. Oh, all right. And yesterday in Ybor City, a congressional hearing was held led by Senator Marco Rubio. The hearing, which went well for cigar makers, was punctuated by Dr. Brad Rodu, the endowed chair of the Tobacco Harm Reduction Research at University of Louisville, who testified that Americans are grossly uninformed about the risk of cigarettes as compared to cigars and smokeless tobacco. Patterns of use are completely different. He went on to state, at one to two cigars a day, there is virtually no health impact that premium cigars are just consumed in an entirely different manner than cigarettes. I am. I have changed my mind. I am not going to hold off till the after <laughs> show to say it because I can't stand it because, you know, here in New Hampshire, we've been fighting a state uh, over 21 yeah. thing to happen, um, and we, we defeated much as yeah can, can i end up i'm gonna end up making some noise here. so uh, John, while he does that uh, <laughs> you're starting your read there and his condom fell off of his microphone, microphone. so he tried to it was be a better quiet. name yeah, it was yeah. a better name but it's a which is he, he wasn't practicing safe podcast no he wasn't <laughs> so instead of instead of signaling ed sullivan to mute his mic he just slid his microphone away from his mouth and just kept <laughs> squeezing the thing and i'm I'm over here dying laughing because he has affected nothing with the sound <laughs> by moving the microphone away from his mouth. We couldn't hear him grunt as he's putting the condom on. And then I see you giggling like a little kid <laughs> in the corner, and I'm like, okay, I can't be doing this. Um, we're fighting really hard in New Hampshire because they tried to make New Hampshire uh, 21 or over the use tobacco products. Um, t- you know, And in addition to that, people, higher-ups in the cigar industry said, you should leave it alone. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, Just don't everybody fight it. Said this it's a losing a, battle. It's a losing battle. There's no way you can win. And I fight to the death anyway. Um, and do we have a lot of uh, 
18, 19, and 20 year olds coming into the cigar shop. No, but that's not the point of what it is. Again, military people can do it. You can, you can uh, have a child. You can, you can adopt a child and cry out loud. Yet you can't make a choice if you want to buy a tobacco product. It stems from actually vape. They got a problem with 14 year old kids in junior high using vape. So a 20 year old adult male isn't supposed to be able to buy a cigar. So anyway, make, make the fight in the state of New Hampshire. Long, hard, Expensive, time-consuming battle. We beat it. The folks in Nashua, New Hampshire, the Board of Aldermen in Nashua, New Hampshire, decide, okay, we lost that one. Uh, we're going to fight it in the city by itself. Happens to be where I have a store in that mm-hmm. city. And along with us is Castro's Backroom, another big cigar shop that's there mm-hmm. that decided that's where they were going to put their store 20 years ago. Yep. Eric Hilbane. Yeah. Yep. So uh, me and Eric go and we fight it the past three weeks of going every Tuesday night to go fight this thing. And who knows we're going to end up this Tuesday coming, maybe the final, final one. But we're fighting to end up, uh, you know, for it not to happen. And um, here now, the the U.S. government is saying, okay, it didn't work in the state of New Hampshire. Who knows where else? It, it, and you and you give that information each month, every week that we, you yep. come on. Uh, some states were defeating it because it makes all the sense in the world not to do it. They're getting ready to legalize marijuana, and and you know the, their problem is the vape, and the vape pen is where this yeah I marijuana. Found it, be- I found it funny that one lady was arguing that vape leads to opioid use, and she refused to say vape leads to marijuana use because they're going to because they want to legalize that eventually. Right. So the whole thing stinks mm-hmm. of, of what they're trying, and they're going to legalize it so they can tax it. Let's mm-hmm. not let's not leave yep. that out. The the only reason they're legalizing marijuana is so they can generate more revenue that they can waste mm. and not put another and, and, fix another pothole in the road either. And They're lining their pockets. And as far as the state of New Hampshire goes, what they have in line is to put a sales tax on vape. There is no sales tax in New Hampshire. So let me tell you, you don't care about vape, you don't care about cigars. They're looking to tax the vape. Once they tax the vape, there becomes a sales tax on everything else, and now it does affect you. So it's a long thing that's going on here. Now... The United States says, okay, we want to make this to 21 because some states are beating this thing like we just did in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. So it becomes now a federal issue. And as I couldn't be more unhappy with the IPCPR that they issued a statement yesterday that said that they are okay with people uh, under 21 not using the product. Wrong answer. Who gave them the right to end up saying that? There was no vote. There was no nothing because, frankly, this is some people's – how about a a cigar shop that opened near a college campus with a bunch of 20-year-olds and stuff like that that ends up getting hurt? Who are they to end up making that? And and from what I hear in the background of what's going on is, you know what? We're going to give up the 21 and older, and we're going to give up the flavored cigar band also so that the FDA doesn't end up hitting. How about fighting for every single one of them? And you lose what you lose, but right. you don't give up two of them <clears throat> to win one of them. There is no let's give and take. I hate it that they're doing this, and now I've no voice change. I don't need a voice change. All right. David that's Garofalo I, that, saying all yeah, that. That's, that's how I feel. And just fight and lose. If you're going to end up losing, but fight to, to, to win because it's wrong. I'm sorry to interrupt, but no. it, it bothers me big time. Sorry, and, not sorry. And we'll end with uh, new cigars to twoguyscigars.com this week is the Henry Clay Warhawk, which we featured on the show a couple of weeks ago. 
as well as the Davidoff Especiales, seven Robusto Real, and that's what's up in the cigar world. Okay, next week uh, we're going into the vault. We're going to pull out some vintage cigars, um, and with us on the show is going to be Jim Price. He's a cigar rep. Is he Mr. X? We're not going to talk about that. doesn't matter if he is or not. say that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He works for uh, Aroa Cigars, CLE. Uh, We'll smoke the first 20th uh, Colorado with him along with – he's been around for a long time, not as a rep. He uh, worked in cigar shops for years and years, so I love a guy like him because he was who I am, he was who you are, now he's a cigar rep too. Maybe he's listening to this and has his thoughts of... Uh, he listens Mr. every week. Okay, so see what uh, he thought of Mr. Uh, Mr. X along with, um, you know, we'll dig out some old cigars uh, because every once in a while he brings up an old cigar to me. He's been around close to the, yep. the time I've been around. Yep. So... Uh, Vast b- bunch of knowledge. Man, he really looks good. great for his age. Really good guy. Uh, April twentieth is the backwards show. We're going to have the people from back to back, and we're going to do everything we do on the show the opposite way. I don't know hate, why, but it's I good. hate the idea. Yeah, but how about the next week's show, which is the Barry show? Barry takes charge. We're switching seats, and you get to be Barry, and I get to be you. And Barry, do gets I get to, to drink? Me. You can drink. You can I've do whatever you think he would if do. If you put a pillow I've on your shirt, sworn, I will hit you. <laughs> I've kind of sworn off drinking, though, after my vacation. But we got I might a, have to come out of retirement for that. Ba- Barry swore it off for a period, too. Yeah, a day. Coming out of the closet, coming out of retirement. There's not that much difference. Following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com, and the Krispy Kreme killer is added again. Hey, guys. I was thinking the other day that a low-priming Nicaraguan cigar with a Cameroon wrapper would be really great. Don't try this at home, but I took the wrapper off an Illusion Epernay and gently removed the wrapper of a Fuente 858 ah. and swapped them. Delicious. Like butter on a Pop-Tart with sprinkles. Ah, delicious. Is there anything like this out there worth trying? Heavier Nicaraguan tobacco just overpowers this wrapper, so it's got to be as mild as you can get. We had done an episode yes, we years ago where I had taken a Cameroon wrapper off a cigar and I wrapped it around a Padron. <coughs> I had to use a Toro. I, I, it was a Rocky Patel Cameroon Toro because I needed that size wrapper, and I put it on a Principe Natural. And was it not delicious? We messed around a lot back in those days. It was so delicious. You, you made a Connecticut Padron before yep. he did, uh, but Cameroon, but that's a fuller-bodied cigar to begin with. Right. But yet it was good. It was good. But... I still stand by that it should be a mild cigar using a camera or it's going to cover it up. I stand by that. We got uh, Skip Martin doing it, right? He's doing a, uh, a cigar with the Cameroon wrapper, but I don't think it's going to be mild. Oh, really? I think uh, you're making a mistake if it's yeah, not. I'd be curious to see. I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to it. Yeah. They, they never let people try in advance while they're playing around, huh? No. Or just I'm not hurt. us. Just not us. Oh, yeah? <laughs> there, are, there are a few people just not who Dave. are in the know. Those who know, no. Those who know, okay. So we'll keep. You're not weaselly enough. All right, I want to hear it. It's time for the. um, Oh no. Yes, it is. It is. It's time for the peak in the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars, Take No Prisoners. 
Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum cigars. 3D movies have become more common, but a movie theater in Amsterdam will take patrons into the fifth dimension. And that's thanks to a new sex cinema called 5D Porn, which beckoned customers to see, hear, feel in unison with the movie. I'm uncomfortable with this. <laughs> Inside the theater, where tickets cost $14, visitors can watch X-rated movies shown in 3D with a variety of sensory effects, including wind, moisture, light, and a chair that moves in sync with action on the screen. The first movie shown will be Bukaki Madness, oh which guarantees God. everyone gets their money shots worth, and that's not only insane, it's Asylum. <sighs> is this true? <laughs> yes, it is. So the chair gyrates? You're like yes. up in the air because the chair <laughs> yes. is blowing you? It goes and up and down, you. front to back. What are they using for the... I don't want to know. I, I don't <laughs> I don't need to know that. <laughs> you you want to know where it is? It's in Amsterdam. I'm not yeah. going. Fourteen dollars seems fair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what you picked up on. Yeah. Uh, would you would, would you go and see a movie there, Ed Sullivan, for say five hundred dollars? Uh, five hundred. Do I got to stay for the whole thing? <laughs> no, just till you finish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm in. <laughs> just till he's finished. All right, early thoughts on the Avo Improvisational. Are we smoking Limited a edition. cigar right now? We are. Improvisational LE 2019. Not as dry as it was. My first few puffs were there. It's, uh, That's uh, why you can't jump, I tell you. You can't jump on the first Oh, is that puffs. what you say? <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, a little bit of a spicy uh, brown bread, like a molasses-type bread that you'd cook in the can. Giggity. That's what I'm... It's Sullivan. Wow. Whatever he says in the can, I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> this has nothing to do with the flavors. That music's kind of like fairy and, and pixie dust. Yeah, do you have any flavors, Jackass? Uh, or are you uh, just going to break my balls? A little bit of a saltine component, um, some wheat, earthy. It's a very earthy cigar. It's classic Avo with enough spice to make it new. Does he get the crickets for that at all? No. No, sounded okay. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more in the mailbag and a peek at the after show. Mr. Jonathan might be losing his mind. We'll see where that goes. We're live at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice its sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, so there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. 
The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Andullo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma, and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Andullo. Available at top retailers like TwoGuysCigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. 
the nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is Mr. Jonathan Carney with La Florida Minicana Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. Not Mr. Anything. It's not. We're back, and we're smoking the Avo Improvisational Limited Edition 2019. Welcome back, everybody. I'm back onto the drying thing. It's a little heavy. It's starting to get heavy on my heavy, chest. Heavy, dry. Yeah. I don't know about dry, but... Uh, drying component to it. Um, not that it's a bad thing. <clears throat> Just... Sometimes you, you and I are so spot on with our cigar journal notes, and then sometimes we are the exact opposite. And this is one of the times where you don't have dryness. No dryness. Dryness in the throat. My mouth is I'm, as I'm, moist as can be. I'm, I'm just about out of water. Hundred yeah. percent drying. Yeah, I, I agree with you too. Maybe it's an old people thing. Yeah, could be. You guys are all well into your fifties. Mm-hmm. What do you mean well? <laughs> I'm a month into my fifties. It's well. No. More than I am. No. Okay. All right. We're going to uh, read this from the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. And uh, there's no name on this. Hey, guys. Thank you for everything you do. I'm from Tucson, Arizona. I've listened to the show every episode for a year and a half or so. I'm a part of the care package and enjoy smoking along and picking up tasting notes. Now for my question. I have a 150-count humidor that I got from my local brick and mortar. I have it stocked with 100 to 130 cigars since I purchased it eight months ago. I've always used it with the humidifier that came with the humidor, and I've always used distilled water to refill it. It's hard keeping a very stable hygrometer reading in the desert, but it is always between 62 and 72, except when I went on vacation for a week and came back, it had spiked to 76. Last night, I took the top shelf out of my humidor and was searching for a certain cigar, and I found one with mold on it. Uh, 76 I will do that. removed all my cigars from the humidor. There was only one with mold on it and a very small amount. Uh, where the foot of the cigar was, there was a spot the size of a dime on my humidor. I used the mold removal plan from Cigar Journal to get rid of it, and I'm currently waiting advice on how to approach my humidity so this doesn't happen again. Should I use humidity packs? If so, what percentage? It's very dry here. Outside humidity is normally about 20%. I like my cigars best when they're at 62, just like Mr. J and Barry. So you got a good seal on your humidor if you notice it's, it it spiked while you were away. So you never opened it. Mm-hmm. So opening it every once in a while and clearing it out is a good thing. Um, so you got a good seal on whatever that is. We don't know the humidor, so it's hard to act on here. Does Distilled. It a, <clears throat> does it have a glass top? Sunlight hit it, creating a terrarium effect that started the humidity going, going too be. far. I don't know. Um, Could he try a smaller humidification device in his humidor? Well, the first thing there's the, too much moisture. The first thing you got to do is, I, and I, I I don't recall what the cigar journal method was, but as far as mold remediation goes, distilled white vinegar is the best because you could use bleach, 
but bleach kills the mold on the surface. Bleach doesn't penetrate the porous surface of the wood. Uh, Distilled white vinegar will penetrate the wood. It'll go in and it'll help that mold not come back. You still may have some staining, but it, it, the mold will be dead. You got to let that air out. And you may want to consider, given that you live in the desert, something that has a baffle on it. An, um, Oasis makes a great little electronic unit that you can put in the humidor. And it, when it shuts itself off at 62, it's off. The baffles close over the holes and you won't have an issue and it'll only kick on when it needs to kick on. And you won't have an issue with that. That would be my recommendation. Yeah. Every, you know, 62 to 72, I'm sure he was thinking that 70 is where most people think. 70, 72, that's the ideal. Mm -hmm. But that's the maximum. Right. So I'd be happier looking at you at 62 than I would 72. Yeah, if your range was 55 to 65, I'm good. I'm good there. Yeah. So 76 is when this ended up happening. So look how close mm -hmm. you were when you were comfortable at 72. Right. That... The, the trouble ended up happening at that point. The other thing is distilled water does always want to evaporate. I think that's where your main issue is. Uh, unless you have a diamond crown type humidor, which has a vapor barrier, if it's just a regular unit that sits on the the lid of the humidor, use PG solution. It's anti-mold, and it dramatically stops its evaporation when you hit 70%. Yeah, it has a proline glycol in it that won't let it release right. over 70%. So uh, instead of using distilled water, it's uh, and there's a many brands that are out there, but it's a mixture of 50-50 with provolone glycol and distilled water, and you're not going to go over the 70%. You, you can go under, of course, uh, so make sure there's some of that in there at all times, but you'll always be under I 70. Would, where you, you were obviously moist enough to get mold, I would actually leave those cigars out of that humidor for a day and let them kind of regulate a little lower. And then put them back in the box. Yeah, because this this 76 percent right. humidity right and now. And if he uses vinegar, he's going to want to leave him out of that specific humidor. The vinegar will dry in about an hour. Why? So you, yeah, you, you can you, you can smell clear the smell in yeah. about an hour once it's dry. You're not going to pour vinegar in. Just wet a towel, wipe it on good, and get it moist. Let that dry for an hour, and the the mold will be dead. Yeah. Okay, um, it's time for the Don Raphael offer of the day. Don Raphael Offer of the Day is brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And I heard another podcast actually talking about it uh, last week's show, and uh, it was the Pit Life Barbecue boys that wanted to take the um, cattle, cattle prod. prod. Cattle prod. Yeah, I think it was uh, Johnny in particular. Yeah. He's seen. a big fan of the show. He's a big fan of cattle prods, apparently. Yeah. He's willing, to take, he's willing to take it in the ass. <laughs> That's what he said. Jonathan or the pit life guy? Pit life. Johnny okay. said, if I get hit, I want to get hit in the ass with it. So uh, I, I may be up for that. It's going to cause all kinds of back problems. You're going to get spasms. You don't want to get hit with a cattle prod. And he's just recovering from the last yeah. uh, injury he had, but he's that type of guy. But let's see if you're this type of guy. Uh, $200. Pepper spray in the eyes with your mouth open. Pepper spray in the eyes with your mouth open. Have you taken leave of your senses <laughs> for $200? Yeah. Of course. Really? No. <laughs> Idiot. No one's taken that. Yeah, no. If it was $2,000. That, I think the cops, have, burns. the cops have to do it. They have to do it to, to be allowed to be a cop. you got to see what it's like. Yeah. It's Sullivan. You're in, right? They're pulling no, 120 grand a year. Nobody. Uh, Johnny. I know Johnny will do it. Johnny will do it. And have a little barbecue with it. A little yeah. pep, I heard pepper. he sprays pepper spray on his beef before he cooks the brisket. 
is and what pepper spray is pepper, right? Oh yeah, it's <laughs> just straight capsaicin. It's bad news. Yeah, you need milk to wash with your out. mouth open. Yeah, no. But I, I don't shoot if in you your get, mouth. I shoot in your eyes. If, but yeah. for some reason, if your mouth is open, if you get hit in anywhere from the waist up, it has a blinding effect. Anywhere in the waist up, you can't see, smell, hear. Shut down of your senses. I happen to have a pepper spray. I'm sure you do. <laughs> There's no way you to, ain't getting me for two bills, kid. No, no way. All right. What are we going to do? Go ahead. All right. Uh, Rob writes through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com, and I believe Rob was visiting with us last week. Uh, Good afternoon, Cigar Authority. I'm a longtime fan and have been listening to the show for five or six years. I'm the founding chairman of the 908 Cigar Bar of the Woburn Stoneham Elks in Woburn, Massachusetts. Okay. I know who you are. We have our own lounge, and we have over 100 cigar smoking members. That's a whole other story for another day. I want to tell it because it's a great story. That being said, I would say we have 80-plus members that are active, meaning they come to the lodge at the very least once or twice a week to smoke and drink. Of those 80, maybe 5% of those guys buy cigars from brick and mortar. The rest participate in social media trading, contests, online retailers, blah, blah, blah. My point to all this is the original intent of starting this group was to cultivate and nurture a cigar culture in that world. First and foremost, generate a new membership New blood that would never think of setting foot into a social club. Second, provide an alternative place to smoke cigars and drink without breaking the bank. Third, have an impact on the local and regional cigar community. A big part of that is supporting local brick and mortars. I need the Cigar Authority's help to reinforce the importance of keeping the business alive. Could you please provide some information that I can pass on to our members? One of your previous shows last year, you provided stats of cigar smokers, what they buy and how they buy, etc., that was the kind of information that would be helpful. Thanks for key and keep doing what you do. All the best, Rob. All right. The bad news is about 70% of the people are doing just that, which is uh, buying cigars online. online. Uh, some of them are because there is no good brick-and-mortar retailer near them. We're talking about people in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. and they have no choice. That's always been the case. Uh, but now it becomes a, and this is Woburn, Massachusetts, right? Right. Uh, you're talking about a state with a 40% tax, 40% plus sales tax compounded on top of that, federal tobacco tax underneath that that's that's actually taxed on top of tax. So you're looking at 50% more for the same exact cigar, which is where the problem arises. So it's hard to, hard to take that away. Uh, what I say to somebody going to a cigar shop is you better support the cigar shop because that's the place you're smoking the cigar in, and they certainly can't make a living and stay in business with you smoking other people's cigars in their store. Then right. the next thing you know, you don't have a place to go. But here you are as a VFW. Uh, Elks. Elks. Elks Club. What you're going to see, which is I see happen to a lot of these private clubs, is then somebody starts voting, we shouldn't have smoking in here, and the next thing you know, there's no smoking in your Elks Club either. So, uh, you know, you, you're going to go to retailers and say, do events with us or do something or whatever, and they're not going to do it because you don't support them. as a give and take. and um, It's tough. It's not impossible. Yeah. It's just, it's tough. I try to do it on everything. I try to buy local, everything, as opposed to buy things online. If I can, and there's a, a local store that carries whatever it is, they're in my community, they're paying taxes in my community. Except then whatever. you end up with a jackass retailer like the guy that wouldn't sell you a birthday cake for Trevor. Right. 
even though he's standing right there and you're like, no, I just want that cake. Nothing special. Just sell me that cake right there. We're not open for 15 minutes. Yeah, we open in 15 minutes. You're, but you're here. open. I'm in. I'm here. The door's the door open. Yeah. Yeah. So Happy stu- birthday, Trevor. Stupid retailers or no whatever it is. You. But no, and then at the same time, they're going to say, let's let's do an event and why don't we get a cigar store to come up here and do an event and a promotion inside there and all these guys are buying um, these other products from other people and that's it. It's tough. I wish it wasn't that way. Uh, then again, I'm not going to ever fight for uh, back to my original fight. I'm never going to fight for online to stop selling cigars. Let them sell cigars too. Right. And I'll fight for their right to be able to do it too. But support your local brick and mortar. You know, we we have an online presence, and we're telling you every single week, <clears throat> which is against. Would I rather you buy just from us? The answer is no. I'd rather you buy a brick and mortar retailer. And if there's something we have that nobody else has or something you want to try, it's yeah, good, the, I, maybe the answer, if you've got all those guys from Massachusetts, you've got a pretty active voice. If you have 80 people that are active members that you see every week, maybe you can get some push for a 50 cent cap in Massachusetts. How about you charge a membership for those people to end up going there and every month, each one of them gets four cigars that they bought locally and now they have no choice but to support them, whether they like it or not. If you want to smoke at our place, you're going to get in your little thing, your little care package monthly mm-hmm. is these four cigars, whether you like it or not, or go somewhere else. <coughs> Something. I don't know. It's tough. It's tough. I appreciate him uh, caring about it yeah, because he's not in the business or whatever, but I got to care about it. And I, I care about the other retailers and uh, knock on wood, we're in a non-tax state. So I don't I don't have that issue to do, but that day may come. It did come to me before, and then you start worrying about it. So I try to worry about stuff before the shit hits the fan, basically, and uh, the shit's hitting the fan for these uh, brick and mortars. Uh, it's very tough. And the tough thing really is the complacency of the day-to-day cigar smoker. It's not affecting them right now, so they're not that they're they're not letting their voice be heard. Yeah, it will. It will, it will certainly someday. affect them, but it'll be too late. All right, let's squeeze in this classic three-way brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of epic rap battles. But now it's time for the epic battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In classic history. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All classic cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the classic Cuban for its sweet, sun-grown, and nutty overtones. That's- Undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com. That's twoguyscigars.com. Celebrate today with a classic cigar. Barry, you kicked ass last week? Um, I guess so. Yeah, he did. He okay. did. He did. Um, <clears throat> so it's over to you. April 6th, today, the first baby was born with DNA from three parents through... Mitchell transfer, I'm which sure has I'm... to do with that uh, movie theater you were talking about. Okay. <laughs> they were collecting samples off the floor. It happened in Mexico today. Three parents DNA into one 
baby. First one ever born. 1998. 1998. I'm going 1987. 87. 2006. For the point, 2016. That's recent. 2016. Yes, it was, Mr. Johnson gets the point, and it's over to Ed. The American League of Major League Baseball begins using the designated hitter today. Uh, 1970, eh, go 82. 82. 1968. 68. I wrote 71, but it might be 73, but 71. 71. It was 73, but you get the point. You would have got two points, but you got the point. You knew it Oh, God. Well, he is a dancing queen. He is. <laughs> Wins the Eurovision Song Contest with the song Waterloo, launching their international career today. What year? Swedish pop band. 1974. Abba. 74. 67. 67. I had 75. 75. Somebody's got two points. Mr. Jonathan, of course. <laughs> See, I know it's a slam dunk for you. I know that was you a are. guess on my part. I yeah. barely know Abba. Yeah. He's got a poster in the back of his bed. <laughs> so? Yeah. Doesn't have any facts on it. Two questions left. Over to Barry. John Ratzenberger is an American actor, voice actor, entrepreneur. He played Cliff Clavin in the TV show Cheers, played voice roles in animation studio films, including Ham and the Toy Story franchise, Underminer and the Incredibles, and Mac in the, in the Cars franchise. John Ratzenberger is born today. What year? 1941. 41. 1947. 47. 40. 40. Somebody's got two points. Ed Sullivan. Damn it. One question left. We have Mr. John at, th at three points. We have Barry at one, Ed Sullivan at two. It's anybody's game right here. <coughs> Whose turn is it? Uh, Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan. Died this day. Died this day. Don Rickles was an American stand-up comedian, actor, and author. He's widely regarded as being one of the best insult comics of all time, most of which would never play out today. He died today. What year? 2012. 2012. 2015. 15. Jonathan, you're a hockey puck. 2005. Five. One hockey point puck. goes to Mr. Jonathan in the win. He says 2015. It's 2017. Four to one to two. Mr. Jonathan, congratulations. How do you feel? You feeling good? I do. I feel good. I do. So Rep X. Rep X. Getting some feedback from multiple reps. One no is, guesses. No guesses. One guy is saying that's an example of a bad rep. That was one guy. When multiple rep says Rep X segment was really good and spot on. Hmm. Yeah. Listen, I, I, there was nothing I heard that surprised me, what he said. Mm. Uh, it surprised me that he said everything he said, but it didn't surprise me that... That's what he believes to be true. I don't know if it's true. I was never a rep myself, but I've heard that kind of stuff many times. And that would be a bad rep? He would be a bad rep? Go, I can read you his whole comment if you want. 
Uh, without saying who he is. Yeah, a perfect example of a bad rep. He's never been treated poorly by a company. And the How guy, do you know that? And the guy is underpaid because he's a poor example of a burnt-out rep. How do you know he's never been treated wrongly by... Well, this, this rep guy is saying, saying he's, he's never been treated yeah. badly. Yeah. All right. Good. Maybe. So, uh, so. Maybe. People learn how to deal with the cards you dealt with, right? And say, this is the way the industry is. Therefore, this is how to play the game. I don't know. And Maybe. you don't have to answer this question, but you know Rep X. Would you consider Rep X to be a bad rep? I don't want to answer that. <laughs> it's not I, don't no. want to, I don't want to answer it because I don't want you to think if I know him or not. <laughs> okay. Of course, I know I spoke to him, but I don't. Maybe I don't know Fair whether enough. he's a good rep or not. Maybe that's why I do I said, know. Maybe I do I know. It. And I'll certainly talk to you after the show and tell you. But I'm not saying it out of for his protection. <clears throat> I'm being very, very careful because that's what I promised to be. So I did. I Nate did writes to us through the contact us page of thecigarauthority.com. After show name. Mm. I got a great name for your after show. All right. The After Smoke, presented by the Cigar Authority, sponsored by Roma Craft Cigars. You're welcome, fellas. Nathan. Who offers a free windshield repair with every foul ball? I heard something about that. Yeah. What does that mean? What? <laughs> it was Skip making fun of uh, baseball radio. You know, brought to you by oh. Mako. Free glass repair with every foul ball. Here's the 2-2 mm. pitch. <laughs> Right. They uh, gave away free furniture, Jordan's yeah. furniture, when you when they hit hit a what a grand slam and a certain thing or whatever it was. But I think yeah. the Red Sox had to sweep the World Series. Wow. Is what it was. Jordan's doesn't have quality, comfort, and price. They don't. They don't. <laughs> they don't. That's um, just Perdomo. But the after show does, does get recorded immediately following this show. Uh, we are Mr. Jonathan. Today we'll have a bone to pick with cigar smokers in Facebook groups. Uh, and his uh, hate group will be uh, growing. My, my hate group is already there. It's it's in full force. It's strong. It does not necessarily affect the twoguyscigars.com. No, and, and the opinions here do not affect those of the Cigar Authority, the, uh, the, um, the United Podcast, Podcast Network, <laughs> or, or their affiliates or, or partners or, or whatever. Anything. Absolutely not. But um, we record the show, and then we post it on Wednesdays. Sometime Wednesday, no special time, right? No special no time, special. although now that once we have it all together, it'll probably go out early on Wednesday. All right, you're able to get that together. We had quite the time doing the voiceover work for the uh, Roma Craft Tobacco commercial. That is the, the intro. open of the we intro. The intro. Yeah. So this will be the first time we do the intro. The real intro, yeah. yeah. They, wow. we, we scabbed the tentative one on to last week. And Skip didn't like it all that much. Oh, so really? It got vetoed. He, he wanted us wow, to change see, it up. This is the problem I, I have right. already because now you're asking if they if they like our work. We again, we don't get to sample his his cigar before he puts the cigar out. Is it, that is, he's sampling. There's no need uh, of this. No, Skip no. should send us the Cameroon to smoke on Come the on. after I, show, and we'll tell him if I, we should. I think his input was fair. You know, very that, fair. That Jonathan should get the company name correct. Ah, <laughs> it was that seemed like fair input. There was that. So, so okay, <laughs> so th that is very important. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, Turns out his so company's was it not done. Oh yeah, it's done. Yeah, redone. It's not Roma Craft cigars. It's Roma Craft tobacco. Okay. 
And so I put the word cigars in there as many times as possible because that's what he sells is cigars, but he wants the branding. So is it, is it going to be, be built properly. brought to you by Roman Craft? Tobacco. No, no, no. Oh, no, you no, just we, cut it in there? No, we recorded it. Yeah, yeah different voice it. even. Yeah. Right. Yeah. did it right, and I did my very best Sam Elliott impression. Yeah, he wanted Sam Elliott to do it. We couldn't accommodate. No. He was more than $5. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not on Fiverr, it turns out. Okay, so we couldn't do that. All right, uh, so uh, final thoughts here on the Avo Improvisational Ellie 2019. How much is this, by the way? This was uh, fifteen nineteen for a single or two sixty nine ninety nine for a box. Okay. That's a high-end smoke, man. Yeah, it's right in Avo's pricing. Yeah, good. And th this is a one-time release, and this is the end of it? They did an Improvisation 2017. Um, I think they skipped last year, and then this year you have the 2019. So, you know, how many did they release pre-FDA? There could be a couple more down the line. All right. Okay, but we can't reorder this if we like it. What we have is what we have. Correct. And that's it. Okay, so if you want to give this a try, first go to your brick-and-mortar retailer. Try to find the cigar. When you can't find it, twoguyscigars.com. Then look us up if you want. Guyscigars.com. But really, you know, back to your buddy over here that says support brick-and-mortar retailers. I'm one of them. It's so important. It is. It is. And and what you don't want is, at the end of it, having a few major guys that are out there. All the brick-and-mortar guys are gone, and I promise you, you're going to pay then. Right. Because are they operating on next to nothing? Yes, they are. It's called acquisitions. Mm -hmm. They're trying to acquire people, which is what happens. Then once they get them, they escalate the price. The the things and you end up paying in the long run. And more than half the time you think you're getting a deal, it's not a deal. It's not the cigar you think you're buying. Yeah, lots of things yeah. happen there too. There's another whole show. Uh, maybe we'll get to Mr. X and he'll tell us about. Oh, God. Mr. X is a go-to guy possibly for us. <laughs> I don't, I, I hope not. Or not? I don't know. Not? I, I'm very uncomfortable with the whole thing. We'll see where it goes. We'll see where it goes. That's it. Uh, next week, uh, he's not Rep X, or is he? Jim Price from CLE. No, he isn't. From CLE joins or us. Or he might be. Oh, maybe. Uh, he joins us to talk about CLE cigars and tells us uh, what he thought of Repex. Uh, we'll light up something from the vault and uh, one from him. Until then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And uh, it's quite possible you've learned nothing in the last two hours, so always remember to keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.